it's close enough for uh, cigars. No, I don't. What what's the phrase? For government work. Bingo. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Close enough for scotch. No. So anyway, hi. Well, hello. So you're back in the kitchen today. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying to record something here, alright? I... No, I don't know. It's just a couple of dumb kids. I'll be home as soon as I can. Yeah, I'm back in the kitchen. It's kind of a mixed thing because there's more noise around here and all that, but I have better access to food and alcohol. <laughs> Well, and you, you're you're trying it. So, John sounds different on every episode lately, but we're, he's <laughs> he's working on different uh, settings and interfaces and, and Googler gloggers. Okay. Yeah, for anybody who cares, I I wanted, I, I went to a conventional microphone instead of a USB microphone, which I've used for years and years and years, and I never liked the way that it picked up lots of background sound in the room and. Just thought I could do a little better. So, And maybe it was having some driver issues or something. I'm sure if you've listened to <laughs> all of our episodes, uh, all three of you, um, <laughs> you probably noticed that my voice sounded really crappy on one of those. And that was after I did a lot of stuff to make it sound less bad. Processing. Yeah. yeah Accessing. So oh, made well. me want to try, try something something a little better than that um, right now i'm basically using a usb microphone interface with a mystery mic <laughs> that picked up somewhere and it's kind of an off-brand thing so hopefully this will be a little better but um, we'll see if it masks the echo room echo because i am in a kitchen you probably need a, a chinese mic is that that's what you have sure because they make these pretty good mics that are really cheap yeah, you're you're on that MXL, right? Yeah, I yeah because the reason I I always think of those is years ago when I used to do sound for the park service for the park board here. Yeah, they had some of them. We yeah, that's where I first saw the things because they were really cheap. They were one of the first times you could get really cheap, pretty good quality condenser microphones for like picking up choirs and strings and. Stuff All right. like that. And so we bought a bunch of them, and that's probably why I told you to get that, them. Then. You probably told me to get this one. And they, they, they were they were first shown to me by my my late friend, actually, because he's no longer with us, unfortunately, uh, Kevin Milner. Yeah. Kevin ran the, the, the sound and stuff out there. He was the head guy there, and he was kind of an independent sound and lighting guy. My favorite thing about him, besides that he was just a, a real character... Was that he, business, when he did contract work, was called RFL Sound and Lighting. You might think, what, is the, what does that stand for? <laughs> it, and if it, what it stands for is real fucking loud. <laughs> which, which park? St. Paul Park Board, right? Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Okay. Yep. And... <laughs> I laughed. Real, I laughed my ass off when I when I first heard that because, you know, it's it's on his it's that's his actual company name. And he said, "Well, nobody ever asked me that, so I get away with it." <laughs> they think it's somebody's name. Or yeah, an exactly. Acronym. Yeah, you, I guess people don't even think to ask. And... 
So well, well, yeah. you would. Yeah, I just I, I don't know why we we spent quite a bit of time together for a few years there when we were doing doing sound stuff and <laughs> it just came up. I, I just thought that was so funny. Didn't didn't you do sound at the band shell at Como Lake too, or was or was that you were in a band there or something? Um, I. I played there a few times as part of like a concert band yeah right but uh no i've never run sound for the saint paul okay well somebody has i'm not even sure they had employees they seem pretty cut rate (laughs) i i remember somebody sitting at the board at some concert but i don't know yeah they probably do i'm i'm just that that was always the the knock on saint paul is that they were were really cheap (laughs) uh frugal yeah, a thrifty. They he had the Scotch by Scot- sound. Scotch by sound systems. <laughs> Lots they, of duct tape. They didn't. They didn't even have the Chinese mics. I, I, what, what's down from a Chinese mic? Actually, probably there's Korean. Worse. You know, today, who the hell knows? Uh, North Korean mics. Because back if they made a microphone, like like if you see pictures of you know Kim Jong Un, and I noticed that the the more of a despot the leader of a country is the more the larger and more <laughs> numerous a larger number of microphones at his podium when he speaks so why do they need that many microphones there's only one yeah, channel he just it looks like he has like 30 of them just sitting there all clustered together and they're really large oh sure well <laughs> you know, it's it's a penis compensation <laughs> thing. and i noticed you know again not to get into politics too much but i know i noticed that trump's microphone is a lot bigger than obama's <laughs> he probably said i need a bigger mic no probably it's like what is this because you know microphones are really <laughs> they don't have to be very large these days no fancy technology and but he probably saw what they've been using and so like get that stupid thing out of here i want the biggest bazooka no. you can put on my podium solid gold Trump mic. Well, the, the, yeah, gold mics are another thing. Um, my my wife watches that that show Empire. If you heard of that? Uh, yes, actually, my wife has watched that as well. Oh, okay, yeah, she. And I, I've, I've seen I've a couple. Intermittently seen it. I I don't really have the interest to to watch. Well, I don't think I've watched a, a full one, but it's basically a music soap opera. Yeah, hip hop. But I noticed the yeah the the hip hop artists they all have fancy gold. Oh, microphones. I think we need that some must, gold mics. That must be a thing. We we need but, some gold mics. But back to the Chinese thing, it's um you know, back in the old days, of course, the really old days, since I I, th- I think we need to write a song about kissing the past ass. <laughs> since we, we do it every episode. <laughs> well right. Although yeah. Loud Wainwright has a line in one of his songs um, maybe called that. You, maybe you since you've met him, you could ask him for uh, yeah. <laughs> do a cover. <laughs> Mr. Wainwright, could you? What's that name of that song? I think it's called "Old Friends," but it's not. Oh, it, it it's kind of acerbic or something. I wouldn't. It's like I haven't listened to it for a long time, but it's kind of like it's kind of like the old friends that are like, why you know, why are we still friends and kissing the past ass? We have nothing else to talk about. So yeah, maybe, exactly. so maybe we don't want to <laughs> don't that. go there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Fun fact. When a Minnesotan says, that's interesting, they don't think it is. But John's originally from South Dakota, so who knows? Well, um, well, well so I'll finish my rant. Yeah, about Chinese mics. Growing up, 
you would hear the expression cheap Japanese quality. You remember that? Um, like no. Made in Japan was kind of a derogatory thing. Well, say. right. Yeah. Like when we were kids, not sure, not recently. Sure. And there was and a big uh, made or, in or, USA. Or over the years, that was it became you know something else, and Japan stuff, especially in electronics. Oh was yeah. Considered the, the good stuff was made in Japan. Sony always made Japan was good, and for example, I got my first electric bass in the eighties, and that was a Japanese made Fender. Yeah. And at the time, that was the low end one, and the good ones, you know, more expensive ones, were made in America. And then years later, everybody says, "Oh yeah, the Japanese ones were better <laughs> than the made in America ones were." And now, of course, it shifted to Mexico and well, China. And- I have a Mexican Strat. Yeah, that's right, which is <laughs> supposedly better than you thought it was. Well, it it was stuck in the closet for a while, and I thought it was kind of screwed up, but I had somebody look at it and fix it up. And I don't and he, think there's that much you can really permanently screw up on those things. Well, he, he cleaned it up really well and tightened the springs and maybe replaced a couple things, but it, he's like... He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is worth a lot more than you paid for it. <laughs> okay. I, I should really do that with my my, my jazz bass. Oh, that I got. sure. That was my graduation president. Pre- president. <laughs> <laughs> I got to lay off the MSNBC shit. Um, oh, my God. Chris Matthews has particularly hard balls. No, um, graduation present, present from high school. Yeah. And which... Uh, Sadly, I don't really play anymore because it's one of those things that I, I just never need. No, well, you can plug it into your interface now. I, I could. <laughs> Maybe I will try that just to see what it does. But <laughs> it, it's one of those niche instruments now that nobody does. I mean, there, I mean, it's it's you, you the thing that it's become known for besides uh, my former well, maybe still uh, bass playing idol Jaco Pastorius. Sure, played on one of these. It's it shows up on a lot of '80s recordings, like pop music. Yeah, if you go back and listen, I mean, it's usually partially buried under a bunch of drum machine stuff. <laughs> but the fretless electric bass was a real thing in the '80s. Well, did you have did you have one modified at some point? Was yeah, actually, this one I didn't. The, to buy one factory fretless was really expensive. I yeah. bought it fretted. I had that for a number of years, and at some point, I, I paid a guitar tech to pull out the frets. Yeah, I remember and, that. And it it's the same thing. People do that. Sure. But of course, after the novelty wore off, I based I stopped playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it would be more useful, oddly enough, today if I had not had the frets pulled out. Well, right. But it was it the doesn't 80- matter. It was the eighties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got I got some mileage out of it, and. You never know when I might need it again. <laughs> so what's the difference? I mean, what's what's it just sounds different. It uh Oh, between a fretted and a fretless? Yeah. Yeah, they they do sound different, of course. Um they have this kind of twang to them. They they sort they almost sound like an acoustic bass in that way. Yeah. The you know, glissandos on them are super smooth, of course, because you're not rubbing it a bunch of pieces of metal on the fingerboard. I don't know. You could still use <clears throat> that, I think. And they they just have a unique sound to them that that's very twangy and funky sounding. That, that that's why in jazz fusion they they were heavily used. And that was jazz fusion was more eighties. That 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 it had its peak in the seventies and eighties. Okay, well, uh, the, it'll come back, John. Hold on to it. You you never know. I mean, people <laughs> are still 
play, for all I know, playing it, but it's it's pretty niche. Yeah. Well, we could for, use for we whatever, could use for, some niche uh, niche in some of our songs. Uh, you know, one of these days will <laughs> it'll show up in a, in a in a song, and you'll know it. <laughs> okay, good. But you know, the the gigging I do today, all they want is acoustic bass. Yeah, the big uprights. Yeah, because that's boom, boom, I. Boom, boom, boom. You know, there are times I wish that I I could have some stuff to do electric on, so I have an excuse to buy a. <laughs> <an> <laughs> instrument, but, but I think it's it's less common to have that instrument, so. Or either that, or I, I just, I, I just only know people that do that kind of music. Maybe that would be like pop and rock and yeah, yeah. Of you, you, you're, you don't get a lot of those gigs. <laughs> no, I don't get any of those gigs. Um, my drummer friend plays a lot of rock and roll gigs, but uh, he's he's much more of a a generalist. Well, maybe, but he also doesn't play classical either. So I guess we may- all have our. Maybe their uh, his bass player will need to go to North Korea and you can sub or something. North Korea, <laughs> yeah. When we go to war, why would he go there? I don't know. He's gonna well, just he'll, for fun. Work for Trump hotels. He's gonna play the play the bass there for uh, the he or she diplomat. I think one of them's a she. Diplomatic. Yeah, I shouldn't say they will yeah, go they, to. They, they, the thing is, they all sing too, which I, I'm never gonna do. So the bass players. Yeah, quite a few of them do. No, is that but the new thing? I think it's always been a thing. I remember uh, David Byrne played with, uh, um, and one of his things I saw was a bass player that sang. I don't remember what her name was, but mm-hmm. African American lady that was bald, and back before being bald was in, <laughs> especially in a lady. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, even well, even for men back then. I think that was still mullet It wasn't years. quite as cool unless you were Patrick Stewart. <laughs> well, he, right. Right. So, well, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I don't know. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. I, I, the traffic has been a pain in my ass. Well, for people that don't know that, I guess all of our listeners are in South Dakota, but but our uh, <laughs> our, our every single bridge is, is being worked on right now. Yeah, we're in some state of demolition. Or gone. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 whole. Well, of course, there's like they have to do it all at the same time. So the my big pains. I, I bitch about my traffic on this thing way too often. <laughs> I don't know. So I have to get on Interstate 94 to come home. Right now they're rebuilding the sound wall there. That's you know up on the side of the road. So yeah, we don't have to hear the freeway as much. And that's all being rebuilt. So. This week, at least, the the, the on ramp is closed uh, due to some really weird routes and stuff in that area. the The most rapid way for me to get home is to actually drive all the way through like the North Loop and the Mill District in downtown. <laughs> oh wow! To get on three ninety four. Oh wow! And partially because all that backed up traffic has clogged all the other ones, and it's just there's just lines and lines of cars trying to get on the road. Well, yeah, I, every, so, every, anyway, I, that's blah, blah. <laughs> every bridge is close. They're they're uh, redoing the thirty five W uh, ninety four yep. interchange things, which really needed a lot of help because it wasn't designed well in, initially. Many years ago, they did that for a few years. They took off the sixty two thirty five W interchange, and that's a lot better right, now. But right. but they just got to take everything down and build up new things. Yeah, so it. It's progress. Yeah, but for for a couple years it sucks. Well, there's yeah. even bridges, you know, down around here too. But 
in in the in good old St. Paul. Oh yeah, of course. Well, that j- high high street one is is out, right? Yeah, the high, the high bridge. Not high street. High street is somewhere. High else. street. Pot's legal there. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I was. Or it's decriminalized. So I was walking. Well, walking sometimes you across. go down the cave there. Oh, that's that's right down by the cave. Yeah, cave is a where I play sometimes. I meant caves. Uh. I, I was walking across campus today and a, <laughs> a car drove by me with the windows down and there was so much pot smoke coming out of that <laughs> car. Just like, whoa. <laughs> Dude. Guys, just they're not concerned at all. <laughs> well, I, even in Texas. Well, okay. So Canada legalized it, right? Is it? I, I think Canada, Canada legalized it through the whole country. Can you okay. imagine the immigration problems they're going to have now? <laughs> they're all moving to Canada to get high on pot. Well, and, and, and to escape uh, what's going on here. Jeff, Jeff Sessions will figure out a way to get him, though. No, I I hope he can save us. <laughs> he he does look like an elf, but whatever. He, but now... He, but, the evil Keebler. <laughs> Ebler. We'll just say Ebler. Oh. He's the Ebler. No, but... Uh, even in Texas, I think they voted to. Uh, I don't know if they, if if it went through all the way yet, but some of the Republicans are putting a decriminalization. Um, really, I didn't bill hear through. that. Interesting. Well, it, you know, there's the libertarian, you know, bent down there, like in Western South Dakota Republicans. There's that libertarian vibe. I'm kind of surprised that some of them aren't trying to push that more in South Dakota, but whatever. I, yeah, especially considering how reliant is South Dakota is on non-income tax revenue. Well, they they just had their big Supreme Court win today with the sales tax th- tax thing. Oh, I, what was that? Um, they they passed a law saying it was uh, that um, everybody had to charge sales tax if they sold to somebody in the state, and it was challenged, and the Supreme Court upheld it. So basically, that is that even like Amazon and stuff? Oh, Amazon probably already was doing it, but yeah, a lot of a lot of outfits that didn't have any presence in the state were still not because not the doing it. the brick and mortar thing. Overall, it's probably something that had to happen. Yeah, just just because you know so much is going online that uh, sales taxes are just going to get crazy. Well, and, and if your if your state tries to only fund the entire government. Mm-hmm. On uh, well, on not, sales tax. <laughs> let's not forget about our great former state oh. on how they love to tax. They, they're so insistent on not having income tax that they tax groceries. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is just bullshit. But. Well, it can get complicated because some groceries are taxed here and some aren't. And I don't know. Uh, pretty much. If it's not prepared. Right. It's, it's, it's not taxable. And, and the scanner can figure it out. <laughs> The computers have no trouble figuring that shit out. <laughs> I, and I didn't think, you know, growing up, it didn't occur to me at all. And then I moved here and suddenly it's like, oh, actually, why why the hell do they do that? <laughs> oh, wait, it's because they can, it's more regressive and that's what they like there. So. Clothing and whatever. Yeah, we don't tax clothing, of course, in Minnesota either, which uh, I think is a little bit more debatable than food. But, maybe maybe uh, underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't know how you would if you were trying to make it a little more fair, like you know this, you don't pay tax on a Fruit of the Loom or a Brooks Brothers suit, <laughs> <laughs> you know? or some kind of fancy hipster pleather thing. You could have a um, hipster taxed. 
Yeah, you know, you could say maybe if it's above a certain dollar amount, but that gets tough to administer. Whereas, but, but food that that's some just... people like fancy underwear, a, a, a bazillion thread count. I, I think I think the the thing about food is that you, my argument is that even it's so regressive because even if you buy the finest unprepared groceries you can get, it's still not a rich person is is never going to spend as much. As a proportion of the, you know what I mean though. Like so, um, it's going to hurt a proportion of your income. It's going to hurt a poor person much more, sure, than a rich person. Even if the rich person is buying the most expensive things at Whole Foods or whatever they can get. Yeah, I, I, I think so, you're getting into math there. Fuzzy math. <laughs> our former, not not as bad as we thought. President George W. Bush said, "No, fuzzy and funny." Well, that was even uh, Reagan was into that too, wasn't he? That yeah. I think I think Reagan was the one that started questioning facts, <laughs> <laughs> uh. fake fake math, and then it became fake news, and I don't know. It's it's we're we're evolving. Well, back then the the the, the Democrats were upset at the FBI. <laughs> that was. <laughs> well, that's the funny part is if you if you remember history at all, they they hated the FBI back in the Hoover years, and yeah, sure. They were, I mean, there was. Yeah, they were not ever known as a left-leaning organization. No. <laughs> That's why this stuff is so crazy. It, it fits the narrative. Okay, uh, out of the politics. <laughs> I don't, not, we're not going to be those people. <laughs> I'll, wait, I'll wait until I We have to edit that out because you can't say those people. Those, peep, those, those deplorables. <laughs> um, so what are you drinking tonight? God. So why are you calling me right now? I'm working. No, I, I don't know where that is. I don't know where you put it. I didn't move it. Did you look on the counter? In the junk drawer? Okay, I don't know where it is. When I come home, I'll help you look for it. All right? No, I don't know if it's loaded. Look, I have to go now. I'm drinking a Bernie Sanders. No, <laughs> <laughs> Feel the burn. So you bought some really high proof, <laughs> cheap whiskey. It's a it's a democratic socialist. Uh, it's uh, basically what Everclear. <laughs> it's no, it's vodka, right? <laughs> I get. Yeah. Well, at that point, there's not. It's all academic. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, I. Hundred and fifty proof hooch. And now I, I am feeling the burn. No, just just the, the old time to lean tonight, but I I have time to, to lime. Time to line. Whoops! <laughs> you invented the fucking thing, and you don't even remember what it's called. I I couldn't pronounce it a gimlet gimlet thing anyway. Now oh. I can't say the time to lime right. Well, okay, so I okay. Uh, after our last episode, I did end up getting a soda stream because I I was uh, I, I'm not a gadget guy, you know, and but I uh, I was like. Man, you know this is. Uh, I, I'm spending this. I, I'm buying club soda and the plastic bottles, mm-hmm. and uh, and all you need to do is have a seat. I don't know if it's going to be. I'm sure it'll be cost effective and save plastic and the environment. And and evidently, I uh, supported Israel because they're made in Israel. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's I think a that little controversy about that. I did. I did get this. It, it, it's working pretty good. It, I. It doesn't. 
It doesn't do, it doesn't make the fart sound like on the video online. There's something you don't hear very often. Weird, mine makes it all the time. I, I'm still not sure I'm using it right, but it, it seems to be working, so. But I, okay. only use, I only use it for water. But I, but then I also, then I got into uh, scotch and sodas. I'm kind of alternating every other day. Not that I drink a lot every day. I hope people don't think that. <laughs> people, people probably assume things, like for one, they... I've heard they think we're in the same room. Yeah. I think we've mentioned a few times that we're not, they're not listening very carefully. That's fine. No. People don't do that with podcasts. They're doing a couple other things at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they're riding around in patrol cars. And... <laughs> no, no, uh-huh. no, no, no names mentioned. Or jogging yeah. <laughs> or running yeah. uh, or uh, doing dishes. <laughs> I have I have listened to one of our episodes in the car while I was or, or driving riding yeah I think I skipped a little bit but. sure well we all do but yeah so I got so the scotch and sodas was uh, because we were talking about that in the past episode so I thought I'd try it and it's good it's it's uh, it's refreshing and it's good it's a good summer thing and uh, I never drank scotch in the summer really. Uh, I always associated it with the winter for some reason, but um, you know, it's nice. I think those are really great in the summer if you uh, stick to the 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 less smoky versions. Yeah, no, this is just you know cutty. I I I, I don't have I haven't broken down and gotten a Costco uh, membership yet, but <laughs> well, I, I do, I'm not sure you have one close by. Maybe that's they were problem. building one. I thought okay. John's uh, east side and I'm west side. No, no, other way around. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm 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 the West. You're the West. The West is best. What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, gin and tonic. Oh yeah. Okay. So can you make tonic with a, with a soda stream? <laughs> I think you actually can. I I don't. However, you can make tonic syrup because I I was oh. at I was at a bar. Um, God, they make everything themselves now, don't they? Well, I, and I don't know if right. So this guy, this bartender guy, shoot, what was the name of it? I could, I was, I mentioned I would talk to <laughs> Inani or something in Mendo, Mendoberry. No, sorry, Mendo, Mendota, or Men, or Mendota Heights on uh, thirteen, mm-hmm. I think. Inani, oh, yeah. Inani. Go to your Googler and search Inani. I N O N N I. If you visit Inani. Say hi to Polly from Time to Lean Podcast. He might even remember us. It's an Italian um, restaurant, but the, this bartender is like, he is, he makes his own everything. And he's like really experimental, uh, experimental and experimentative even, I guess you could say. But he, he's doing some really, really fun cocktails and he, I don't know. But anyway, he he makes his own tonic syrup, and and I, so if I could figure that out, then I could add the club soda to that, and I, I'm guessing that would be tonic. I, I was wondering where, you, if you made your own, where do you get the quinine? I think it's from Australia. No, I don't know. <laughs> or or his dad used to call it quinine. <laughs> well, what is that? What is? I don't even know what it is. I I you know it, it's it's, it's a, this, I I think it used to be put into tonic water in the colonial times. Um, as some kind of a it was some a medicinal thing. thing, yeah, sure, right. But it's still it's still there. They still use it. So I think it's part of what gives it that tartness. Well, what? So, but these other tonics like fever root or something. Did they put something in instead of quinine, quinine or quinine or what? Quinine, quinine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna refill my my glass and I'm gonna grab because I have. A, you might as well look at the ingredients. Elderflower. Oh, that I'm, I'm well, that's different. At. 
Okay. So I, hold I, on. I, I'll be tuned. back too. I'll take you home again, Quinine, into my tonic bubbly bright. Oh. Molly High. Yeah. Gotta use that one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Different musical, please. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, Hope Steel Young will be dismembered. <laughs> You're listening to episode six of Time to Lean, and here's a song. And now a word from our sponsor. Would you please hang up? Stop. Stop calling me. Neil Young the Musical. Follow the antics of an old southern man named Dangerbird and his friend Farmer John as four strong winds take them to Sugar Mountain. You'll cry, cry, cry if you miss Neil Young the Musical. Feel its staying power on Broadway. Were you going to Google uh, <laughs> Queening? Well, so I looked on my inventory here. Both kinds of tonic that I've got have quinine. Well, okay. It's a must-have. Even, even the elderflower has... That and the stuff I'm drinking now basically just has carbonated water, cane sugar, quinine, citric acid. Yeah, that's it. That's a preservative or a tartness. That's yeah. it. That's that, that's no no wait. So quinine so quinine must be. It must be that must flavor it then. It must do yeah. It must give it that. So uh, otherwise, all it has is sugar. I don't think citric acid really gives you any flavor. So well, tart, a sour. Okay. Well, I think maybe that's the thing you have to have. I, I okay. I guess you got to go get some quinine. Yeah, they probably I, you can probably buy a concentrate of it or something. I I think they uh, now that it, now that you mentioned it, I think there is uh, in uh, near uh, near uh, Scotts Bluff uh, has a, a quinine factory. <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> they they make a lot of quinine. <laughs> That's, in that's, Nebraska next that, to the corn. Right. And they had a flooding, and then the quinine prices went up like 130%. Wow. It was kind of like the vanilla in Madagascar, because quinine was only made in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. I didn't think anything was grown in that. <laughs> it's pretty. Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. It's pretty. Scotts Bluff is a city in Scotts Bluff County in the western part of Nebraska in the Great Plains region of the United Soviet States of America. Scotts Bluff was named after Hiram Scott, a fur trader with the Rocky Mountain Fur Company, who was found dead in the vicinity on a return trip from a fur expedition, a common occurrence to this day. I'm trying to remember why did that even come to my mind? My So I had an ex-step grand, uh, grandfather-in-law. And yeah, well, no, he was married to my grandma. Now, now at the time. Re- remind me that that's down in the western part, like south of Rapid City, right? I I couldn't tell you, but yeah, no, it must not be very far from Rapid City. No, no, it's not. My my, but my uh, uh, step grandpa, I guess, really is all you would need to say. He was like an accountant for different um, tribes in res- on reservations. Oh. So for a while, he was there, and some. For a while, he was in Aberdeen, and for a while, he was helping the se- doing something with the Seminole, Seminoles. Se- oh, God. Seminoles in uh, Florida. I can't say anything right. After a couple of times of limes. Hey, everybody. Oh, and I'm also, I'm doing, if anybody's curious, I'm having a, it's Hendrix gin. Okay, now, we were talking about Scotland. that. 
We were talking about that in another one. I think we mentioned it because at the time I bought a bottle for my sister to drink when she was here because she likes it. And I and I was wondering if it had a hint of cucumber flavor. You know, I should probably try it by itself because I don't I don't taste it while it's mixed with tonic. But uh, I I could be I could be wrong. Gin is so you know one of those things that totally could. I could be wrong, um, and maybe I'm associating with that because somebody had. You know, one of the one of the bartenders around here had made it made a cucumber uh, martini, I think, and it used that. So maybe I associate it with that, and it doesn't really happen. Oh, like it may, but maybe it brings that out. Maybe. Yeah, gin is uh, interesting. I, I, I've, I've tried quite a few of them, and I, I just get to the point though. I, it, it's kind of like some of the other li- non-scotch liquors that, when they get to a certain price, I, I, I just don't find it worthwhile. Well, not if you're going to put a bunch of tonic in it. Well, or, or even the ones that I'll, you know, I, I generally a martini. buy. Yeah. So I, I, I buy gin in two different quality levels. I'll buy the cheap stuff to put in tonic, and then I'll buy expensive stuff for a martini. Sure. Yeah, because I, I almost Winston Churchill the martini where I barely <laughs> put any vermouth in it. You just look at the bottle. And I don't like <laughs> dirty martinis with a lot of olive brine. Oh, and, I went through a dirty martini phase. You know, I just have decided I don't like them, and I, I even rinse the olive off and underwater before I, I put it in. <laughs> oh wow! I, I'm pretty hardcore. I don't want the olive really to um, get in there much. What kind of olive? Do you like it stuffed with blue cheese? Oh, I hate blue cheese. <laughs> I, we haven't talked about food too much, but, um, I, you know. I, I never liked blue cheese until probably a year or two ago. Oh, okay. So it's you grow into that, huh? Maybe. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, have, I guess I, I am this... a tiny bit old. No, you're old. I don't know. Who's older? Um, am I'm I a old. month older? You're a month older. I'm a month older. So okay. Well, November I don't. versus December. I, I don't get it then. No, so um, my big problem, this is all stuff in everybody's heads, so it's not like there's, unless you're allergic, but something else. Yeah. It's like with cheese and creamy things. Yeah. I don't I don't like real, uh, what's the... Are you talking like a texture thing? No, not, not even a texture thing. Because no. there's a certain amount of... Um, Drawing a blank, it, it, it's it's like so. If if you if you eat sour cream, for example, yeah, there there's a a certain it's not tartness, but um, I don't like that in creamy things. Like and and that the same reason I don't like gorgonzola and other kinds of cheese like that that have that kind of. I, I think isn't tart the right word? No, tart. It, it's a it little bit it's, no, because that's more lemony, acidic. Mm-hmm. But it's it's blue cheese says that. It's not quite like that. You're it's right. It's like a funk or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there's something about it. And I, to, I just don't, I don't, for the most part, I don't like creamy, savory things. I like a really good sharp cheddar, for example. So for some reason, that's different to me. Well, it's not creamy. Well, it can be, though. <laughs> I guess. That's your dream of being creamy. Well, they're, yeah, they're talking about cheese now. Well, I'm glad you found it. I, yeah, you don't want it to fall into the wrong hands, I understand. No, I... Yes, I... Okay, KFC. All right. I'll get. I'll pick up a bucket on the way home. That, that, that drives my wife nuts, and just, just like my hatred of mushrooms... Oh, all right. And that's well, more texture than anything else. But Mushrooms 
I you know I kind I get that, but there are so many different kinds of mushrooms that you can get now. <laughs> Maybe there's one you'd well, like. <laughs> uh, the, those little stringy ones that they put in hot and sour soup, I don't mind. But yeah, okay. Um, but in general, regular mushrooms. Uh, th- this is my brother's term. Is uh, they, they have the texture of baby flesh. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, well how do you know they taste like <laughs> um and sp- speaking of that congratulations to my that same brother yeah who's uh who's, who's having babies daughter, who daughter just <laughs> was born his second baby and to my knowledge yeah. he hasn't eaten any of them no no he might have nibbled on her cheek a little bit but. sure well that happens <laughs> yeah no, no that, congratulations yeah i got to see a picture and like what Babies have that kind of uh, little old person look, but I don't know. I guess we come full circle. We start as little old people and end up as old people and end up as babies. Star Child. (laughs) Speaking of the Star Child, um, oh, I haven't seen the. They re-released it. Yeah, there's a new fifty. This is the fiftieth anniversary of that movie. Is it still out in the theaters? Can I still go, or is it too late now? There, there. It's coming to the the place near my house that runs seventy millimeter stuff. Did they add things to it? Because no, no, no. Somebody was talking about it was too. uh, Maybe they were thinking about it how they remembered it from before, and now it seemed different or something. But it almost seemed like there no. was extra footage or something, and I never. To, heard to my that. knowledge, it, it has not been touched since. No, they can't after, do that to Kubrick. <laughs> no, they. And the the thing is, you know, the Kubrick director's famously cut. threw out all the the extra stuff from his movies, so they couldn't do that. Yeah, he was pretty smart. Yeah. No, you. I have the the only movie that I know of that has extra stuff associated with it is The Shining. There's like an alternate ending that he took off at. It's the one where after... Oh, my God. They, oh, they no, show... he wanted to end it differently. No, I think it ended the way he wanted to, but the, he took off this extra, this kind of epilogue scene with um, Shelley Duvall and the, the little kid, like in a psychiatrist's office or something like that. Because they needed that, oh, yeah, they're still alive kind of thing? Yeah, it's kind of a, you know, instead of just it ending with Jack frozen to death... And the little photo, <laughs> and the little picture, which I think is a great. I, I, I'm so glad he did it that way. No, but, how else could um, you end that? So yeah, no, but that's one of the only times there's any extra stuff. And there's apparently times when he, during the very first showings of the movie, he he would have something changed that he didn't like. But I think once it was actually out, he he and was settled on the cut. I think he took everything and got rid of it. Yeah, but he kept See, everything he, he else, knew, like all he the knew notes. People and... would, <laughs> But he knew people in the the movie companies would eventually, you know, fuck it up if he didn't do that. No, he really he, wanted that control. He 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 was a control freak, or, or a control yeah. person, and not tour, I guess you say. <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple really good documentaries about about him. Or the one mm-hmm. is about a guy that worked with him for many years. Um, this this is is this recent? I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I you may. Have you not seen that? You've seen the boxes one. The boxes one. That's a number of years ago. There's a new one out that I I don't remember if it's it's actually... a, it's about his like a personal assistant or whatever. Yeah, uh, Jan Harlan. Is the like, guy's oh name. man, that was that was another good documentary. But um, yeah, I mean, where did you see that? Because I thought it was a theatrical thing. I think I saw it on Netflix. Okay, I gotta go look for that. That may, somehow I saw it. If it's the same thing, I'm thinking that you know it's, it's basically about that guy. But you learned a lot about Kubrick in, in this. Yeah, he is um, Kubrick's brother-in-law. Phil is thinking of the documentary called "S is for Stanley." 
John is probably thinking about the documentary called Filmworker. Glad we cleared that up. I, I don't. I, if it's it was the guy it, where I'm thinking of. It was a while ago that I saw this, but it was. Yeah. Maybe there's more than two documentaries about. There, there, there could be. There have been a lot of books, and I mean, he, he's constantly being studied. And but anyway, fifty years though since yeah. 2001. That that and, is really strange. Yeah, and the, and I the end. I mean, the ending of that movie. Yeah, that that's I mean, the 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 fact that people have such different interpretations of that film. Spoiler is alert! It's so great. Right. I've always I've always appreciated it for that. I saw the movie before I ever read any of the books, but um, I think if you read the books, I I think it indicates some things, but it isn't necessarily um, because Kubrick adds his own, like, it's Kubrick. So, I mean, The Shining is nothing like the book, but but Arthur C. C. Clarke was was heavily involved with it. Yeah, they're almost two related but different things, the, 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 the 2001 book and the film. See that's the thing with Arthur C. Clarke too that because I if I if I start an author I start reading the other books too but it it seemed like with with him and the, the two thousand one or Rama or whatever the initial books are really small and but they have a lot of ideas and then later on <laughs> there's more and more words and more and more words and fewer ideas and I don't know if that's I mean the books get bigger and bigger and bigger nothing against Arthur C. Clarke God God bless him or yeah Rama. Whatever, I guess he was in he was in refuge for a while there. <laughs> well, that was the tag they used to yeah, on his little bio blurbs. They what they would it? always say in refuge in Sri Lanka, <laughs> which is where he, just where he lived. I don't read refuge. What was he a refugee from? America. I, I, I don't know. No, he was English, wasn't he? Oh, okay. Sorry. Pretty he sure he, he, was. he was probably was hiding from <laughs> from uh, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny. I let's I, do a Rama I, movie. <laughs> I speaking of that, I, I one of those films that I always get a kick out of. That it's probably nostalgia more than anything else. But was the sequel two thousand ten? I I like that too, and I like the soundtrack quite a bit. But it's totally it's, it doesn't. Uh... No, they're not the same thing at all. But no, I I I, I, I remember it fondly when it came out back in the eighties and. Um, I still enjoy it. It's one of those movies that it, it has. It's super dated, and I could see why some people really don't like it because it kind of trivializes significant things of the original, but or tries to explain too much of it. Yeah, but, right, right. But it, it it still works well for me, and I, I I just think the the cast is good, and it just has a a cool little story. Oh yeah, who who is that guy? Roy uh, Scheider. Roy Scheider. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't just just, just like. Just, just not Jaws. just Jaws. Yeah, He's not just all that Jaws. Jazz. <laughs> all that jazz. Oh my god. Have you that that movie? That's a trip. That's one of the best movies ever, isn't it? No? You maybe you wouldn't it's agree. It's really good. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I I probably should re watch that. And here's the song From Fuzzy Man to Fake News. It's all in the news you choose. And everybody loses How far we've gone since W When we all held a few things true Red was red and blue was blue Now every fact is doubted Looking back 
was quaint Billy O was just a taint But now we have a pizza gate How does this make our country great? Those who maligned the media Now your right flank, it comes for ya Performance artists run the show And now you have no place to 